The following podcast is for healthcare professionals only. All views expressed belong to our speakers and don't necessarily reflect those of Nestle Health Science. Hello and welcome to Inside Medical Nutrition Podcast, a podcast powered by Nestle Health Science and hosted by me, Dr. Ninya Patel. In today's episode, which is part of this career support series, I'm delighted to be talking to Tamira Naika, the Regulatory Affairs Manager at Nestle Health Science. Hi, Tamira. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. And I have to admit that this conversation for me is super special because we study dietetics together um, and we are actually friends. Um, but maybe this is not being such a good friend because I know you do regulatory affairs, but I don't exactly know what that means. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to finding out a lot more about that. So sure. let's let's get started. Why don't you tell me a little bit about um, your current role? What are you actually doing? Sure. Well, firstly, thank you for the opportunity. Always, always super excited to share um, my transition into regulatory affairs and, and hopefully uh, spread that inspiration for other dietitians out there, should they wish. Um, so uh, I'd say about me um, professionally, I'm, of course, a clinical dietitian by background. I also have a degree in zoology, a big nature fan. We know that. We love animals. <laughs> I love my animals. And I'd say personally, if I had to describe myself, I probably would say I'm quite an adventurous type. I love going off the beaten track and and, and kind of going on odd holidays and, and things like that, especially something that involves kind of nature and things. I'm sorry, that was a bit of a mouthful and a bit of a segue. Nevertheless, in my current role, I am a regulatory affairs manager and I provide regulatory support for the medical nutrition side of the business. Often we describe them as foods for special medical purposes. Okay. And and they usually are made up of enteral feeds that are used as sole source nutrition or all nutritional supplements. And they are required for the disease disorder management of a specific condition. Okay, that all sounds very complex. Okay, let's take a step back. So we studied together. You're an acute dietitian. You worked clinically yes. around some hospitals in London. Yes. How on earth did you move into regulatory affairs? <laughs> To be honest with you, I had no idea what regulatory affairs was when I was a clinical dietitian. And let's be honest, not many of us know what regulatory affairs is. However, I think the one thing for me that was always of interest, and I am quite a curious person by nature, okay. I was always interested in, so how are these products produced? Okay. How do we know what to put in them? How do we know how to formulate them? Oh. How do you know what is more suitable for one condition versus another condition? Who makes those decisions? Where do those insights come from? Mm. So I thought for me, my personal curiosity was that driver for me wanting to move into industry, I'd say okay. as such, more than regulatory affairs. Okay. And that that curiosity spurred me on. And that is, I suppose, how I, if we had to rephrase the question, made the transition into from acute care into industry. Okay. And then regulatory first happened by default. Again, my curiosity within industry was, well, again, how, how do we produce these products and how do we know what the legal limits are and understanding labels? And, okay. Well, and I know that at university, we don't get taught very much about no, regulation, no. right? So how did you upskill yourself to be able to do your job? I was very fortunate to have had fantastic leaders who saw that key attention to detail that somebody needs for a role in regulatory affairs. Okay. So they knew I was somebody who, yes, had the clinical knowledge and had that insight having worked in the NHS, which is incredibly, incredibly valuable. Mm. And then that they saw that, that 
almost that skill set in me that I mm. didn't fully appreciate, nor that I thought I had at that very moment. Mm. So I thought, absolutely, I'd love to upskill myself. I'd love to learn something new. I love to learn, period, as you know. Mm-hmm. And I went for it. And my transition into it was was mostly via the prescribing aspect of it dietitians in industry especially within medical foods we are involved in the prescribing side of these products mm-hmm. to get them on prescription for patients okay and a fair part of that would would involve dietetic input mm-hmm. as i said and then it was just building on from that learning okay. about the prescription then learning about the regulations then learning about broader and broader aspects and that in a nutshell is how i moved into regs it was fantastic one time yeah. And so what what would you do on a day-to-day basis or on like a weekly basis? Talk me through what um what your days tend to look like. Are they always the same or very varied, I'm assuming? They're incredibly varied. Incredibly varied. Like most roles are when you are heavily involved in mm-hmm. them or you become expert, you become almost an expert in them. Mm-hmm. That said, I a big part of what we do is the innovation and renovation. So we support on new product developments and, of course, renovations of existing products, i.e. from a compliance standpoint. And a big thing on leading me nicely into, compli- in, into a, a large pillar of regulatory affairs is compliance. And I think mm. most people relate to regulatory affairs as almost those gatekeepers mm. of moving things through the various gates, so to speak, to ensure that products are compliant. That's not all we do, but that is an incredibly large part of what we do is the compliance side. So we would check, for example, uh, are the recipes for the products correct? We would Mm. check the ingredients. We would check the additive levels because, of course, every single ingredient and every single additive, majority, should I say, are indeed uh, regulated. Mm -hmm. They have legal limits. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, the levels of nutrients that we add to a lot of our food for special medical purposes have legal limits, again, minimum and maximum legal limits. Mm-hmm. So the regulatory affairs manager would then cross-check all the products we produce, whether they're new products or whether they're existing products, to make mm-hmm. sure that they fit within the law yeah. in a nutshell. Furthermore, okay. when we develop products and we're further down that approval stage, it's the labeling to check if the labeling meets the okay. labeling regulation, whether the marketing material not only fits the regulations of the market, but they also fit perhaps internal compliance that we might have. Okay. So it's it's essentially checking yeah. compliance at every stage in a product's development. No, fantastic, but very varied in terms of what you actually mm-hmm. need to do. And are most regulatory affairs managers dietitians or actually could you come from a law background? Because it sounds like you're reading a lot and a lot of documents and really checking for the detail. That's an excellent question. And, and um, funny enough, not many dietitians have a background. Sorry, forgive me. Not, not every regulatory affairs manager has a background in dietetics. I suppose okay. I'm an anomaly, if that's oh, the correct word. Interesting. Uh, most regulatory affairs managers are certainly, I'd say, within, um, within food industry, certainly my colleagues mm. that I work very closely with, actually have a science background. Okay. Whether it's environmental science, whether it's um, um, engineering, or, or a lot of people have, most people have a science background. Not really um, uh, a legal background, funny enough. Yeah. And do you think that having the clinical dietetic um, experience that you have um, is an advantage in this role? 100%. 
So we need more dietitians basically doing Absolutely need more dietitians. Absolutely, 100%. Having worked in a clinical setting before I moved into industry and, of course, into regulatory affairs, that insight has been um, so valuable in Mm. my career progression and adding adding aspects to how I think about a recipe approval. Yes, I know. It's almost like I wear two caps, Yeah, if that makes sense. It's right from a regulatory perspective, tick, 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 tick. No, 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 if it's a no. Yeah. And then they go, from a dietetic perspective, Brilliant. have we considered X, Y, Z? So that insight is incredibly valuable and I can't stress that enough. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what's the best bit about your job? Saying no to very senior people. <laughs> no, jokes aside, no jokes aside. It's it's a role that you have to you have to have a bit of courage because yeah. there will be days when you have to, to say, say no. no. And I can imagine the frustration people. if a product has been all the way, it's just about to get launched, and then uh oh, regulator affairs say no. Absolutely. But really important role to say, be able to say no. Absolutely. So, yes, you have to have that courage and you have to back that up. It's not a willy nilly, okay, no. You mm. have to be firm and you have to justify why. And then we'll have procedures in place to rectify. That said, very, very rarely do we say no if indeed we have been involved at yeah, the from correct the stages okay, of yeah, product development, if that makes sense. So any new yeah. project launch, product launches, not just development, also renovation. So it's it's key to, to have your regs manager or your regs, your reg support involved mm. because we're not just there for compliance. We're also there to help shape something yeah, the for products. you. Yeah, yeah. Because and that's where the being a dietitian adds even more value. Absolutely, adds another to, level yeah. to that. It's a fast evolving field where the legislation changes quite a lot, right? So how do you keep up to date with things? And, and I mean, this is probably two questions. So the first question is, how do you keep up to date? And the second question is, what's happened with Brexit? How has that changed your role? So, if I tackle the first question, how yeah. do we keep up with it? We, we're 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 involved in a lot of trade association work, so we're members of various trade associations that support the medical food industry, and also general trade associations mm-hmm. um, in terms of how the structure is with regs managers for the business. And we're normally involved in changes that may come up, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, an opportunity okay. to explore what the changes are, what does it mean for a market, and if those changes are feasible. And then we've got a leeway or a transition period often enough when a legislation comes into place to make the relevant changes. Okay. With Brexit, it has added a level of complexity, as it does. That said, from a food law perspective, a lot of our regulations have been, how can I say, absorbed into UK law for the lack of a better word. Oh, so there okay. isn't too so much changes okay. from a day-to-day. That said, there will be with time a degree of deviation from European law as and when that happens. And again, it's important for us to be aware of the regulatory landscape mm. and understand what may change and warn the business. Yeah. On, 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 on not, I suppose, forewarn on any change that may impact, yeah, you know, impact okay. our products. No, that's fantastic. And 
you know, so your role is very much um, regs within um, a multinational company. And I know from the freelance world where I sit, as some of my colleagues who work with food industry do, I guess they're doing a little bit of regs because they're working with industry, they're looking at health claims, they're making sure the labeling contains the allergens and things like that. I mean, what tips would you have for them in terms of keeping up to date? Because I'm not sure whether they're involved in all the, the trade associations you're talking about. An easiest way is to, if you are supporting any business, is to actually find out which trade, in my opinion, which trade association they are involved in. Mm. And um, and if there are any changes that you need to be made aware of. Okay. 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 That's fantastic. And then for any dietetic colleagues, right, who are listening to this podcast, who are thinking, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that this role existed. It sounds exciting. I want to move from perhaps doing some of the clinical work I'm doing into maybe moving into working in industry and particularly working within regulations. What would your top tips be? I'd say dietitians, dare I say, are quite innately fantastic regs managers. And I'm not Mm. just saying that because I've made the the transition myself we have that key attention to detail naturally a lot Mm. of us have because of patient care and patient safety it's something that we have to have so it's innately we we have that if you have that curiosity to learn a bit more about Mm. about regulate about regulatory and and not just I'd say regulatory such a curiosity in terms of how food is produced how uh, food production is manufactured, um, how dietitians are involved within industry, it's to reach out to your network. Mm. Reach out to your network to find if there are, are, are courses out there that can upskill you should you need to. I'm yeah. not aware of any at the top of my head, but presumably they there they should be. Yeah, and I think that there's a massive gap, right, in terms yeah. of even... Um, the university. So we, you're, we're very good at having, you know, you're a clinical dietitian, you're a, a community dietitian, you perhaps work with food industry, but our food industry uh, placements are very much kind of hospital food based. They're not really even True. tapping into things like this. But maybe, I mean, we both studied dietetics a little bit uh, um, long ago, side, but I'm, I, yeah. maybe it has evolved, but I'm not sure that actually there's even any training um uh, supporting dietitians. I wonder, I mean, I'm, I'm giving you a job to me. I think you should start getting involved with um, just, you know, you can talk to universities because sometimes they have these days where um, you go in and you talk about what job you actually do. And so you're inspiring more people um, to want to actually follow your path, which we're doing with this podcast, which is fantastic. Well, clearly you've identified a gap. And if yeah. there isn't indeed a gap, I'd be more than happy to support. Because absolutely, if 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 there isn't that awareness, firstly, I suppose it's about raising the awareness. And then if there aren't any courses, I suppose, to upskill. Because like you said, back when we studied, we didn't learn about the regs. We learned a little bit about additives, yeah. a little bit. But even that was just very top line. Oh, yes, yeah. there's additives. And, you're, oh, and, and yes, they're regulated. But no, so no detail in terms of how you could progress into a role where you would manage the regulation, regulatory side of things from a no. dietetic perspective. Absolutely. So abs- I'd be happy to support. I think Yay. it's a cracking idea. Fantastic. And then the other thing is, is also on where, where do people, where do dietitians are listening to this podcast or student dietitians wanting to get into this, look for opportunities? Where are the jobs advertised for, for roles like yourself? Would it be just the, the same places or actually are we looking specifically for industry uh, type of roles? 
predominantly roles requiring dietetic background, I'd say is mostly within the nutrition, health and wellness teams. Okay. And within industry, that is. Okay. Again, to my knowledge. Um, and, and then furthermore, um, medical affairs types, medical affairs. So looking for medical affairs, medical rather, affairs, it might not be regulatory it, affairs, it might, it might be absolutely. medical affairs, a bit broader. And I suppose regulatory roles don't restrict dietetic applicants, purely requiring somebody who ideally has a science background. And again, if you're a regulatory affairs manager, as am I, for a medical foods division yeah. within a company, then that expertise would be really, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Useful. Benefit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess also having um, the experience you had clinically um, really helped because you've then got a, that at the back of your head when you're con- at the moment working with product development and taking it all the way um, to when it's actually going out to launch. Absolutely. So, perhaps specializing at first in whether it's adult or pediatrics and then kind of launching into it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. I think nowadays there's all these masters anyway, which are, you know, looking specifically at allergies and things like that, which could also upskill you to feel more confident to be able to get into a role like yours. I think anyone with a nutrition background and a dietetic background, I think would be incredibly valuable to the food industry. Great. Fantastic. Well, I mean, we have loved having this conversation. We could chat on and on, um, but we must wrap up. So what would you say in closing your top tips are to our listeners um, about um, getting into a role like yours? Keep your key attention to detail. Be curious and find a way to move forward. Use your network. Fantastic. Tamira, absolute pleasure chatting to you. And um, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Lovely chatting to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside Medical Nutrition. If you enjoyed the podcast and found the content useful, please share it with your colleagues and consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. For more information on this topic or to share your feedback, please visit the Nestle Health Science N Plus Hub or click on the link in the show notes.